Australian True Crime, the nation's leading independent true crime podcast, is hitting the road with our live show. We're coming to Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane this July and tickets will be available starting May 10th at 9.30am sharp. They sold out in two hours last time, so do not dilly-dally. We know the suburbs of Australia are teeming with some of the most intriguing and chilling true crime stories the world has ever heard. Don't miss the chance to dive deeper and get involved with a live Q&A. With over a million and a half downloads monthly, these tickets will sell out. So keep an eye on our social media pages and check the podcast bio for direct links to purchase yours as soon as they're released on Friday, May 10. I can't wait to see you there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a true crime podcast, as the title suggests. So please consider this your warning that it's not suitable for children, and it probably will contain content that may be triggering to some people. Also, it's an Australian true crime podcast, so Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners should be aware it may contain the voices of deceased people. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. Journalist Paula Donovan has been writing about crime for decades, including a stint as the ABC's Queensland crime editor. 
She's covered literally thousands of crimes over the course of her career, but the one that stays with her isn't the most violent or the most infamous. In fact, it's a story that not everyone is convinced includes a crime at all. In 2006, a man took his own life on his remote country property. Even in his final moments, Arthur Thompson took steps to control every element of the situation and the narrative that would follow. But he seems to have forgotten one tiny detail. Among the many fascinating and eccentric relics uncovered during the cleanup of the old farmhouse, one small discovery reminded everyone of the somewhat unresolved question of the whereabouts of Arthur's wife, Susan. Paula Donovan joins us on Australian True Crime with the mysteries upon mysteries of Arthur and Susan Thompson. She was an apprentice hairdresser in Sydney and she just took off with Arthur, eight years her senior. He was a garbage collector. They met in 1965 and they just kind of lived in Sydney for a while, I think, then moved to Queensland, Sunshine Coast. I know by 1984, Susan's mother, Marie Shaw, who Susan had been estranged from for at least five or so years, moved to a place called Kilkeven in the Sunshine Coast hinterland to be near Susan and Arthur. And by that time, I think Arthur's mother was living with him as well. What sort of person, what have you learned about Susan as a person? <laughs> so this, this is the bizarre thing. There's not a lot, not a lot. Mm. Her mum really struggled to talk to police about her daughter when they did try to interview her and talk to her. She got quite overwhelmed. And Marie Shaw, her mother, passed away in 2020, but her carer contacted police and told them that Marie had spoken to him a little bit more about Susan's life, confided a little bit more, which was that she felt like a prisoner in her own home, that she felt she was forced to look after her mother-in-law, Isabella, who was housebound with arthritis, and that she didn't have much of a life by the sound of it. And I suppose when you sort of ask what what was Susan like, no one actually really knows because when she was with Arthur, they led a very reclusive life. Any time she left the property with Arthur, all of her interactions were cursory. Like she was just sort of, oh, yeah, Susan turned up at the work site, Susan stayed at the work camp, but they didn't have a lot to do with her. And Arthur was always present even in those limited outside exchanges and interactions. She didn't make those connections. And if you try and look through anyone trying to describe her, it was always very minimal. There wasn't any insight into her character, what her dreams were, what she wanted to do. There was, there was nothing. It seemed like her life revolved around Arthur's. Did she keep up with the hairdressing? Did she work? No. She, ne- she didn't work. Did they have kids? No. So they're the two outlets normally, aren't they? That- yeah. That give you those connections to the community or, or more connections to the community, but no. He worked um, and would often go away a few days at a time. Um, it was, it was man- manual work, but he would often go into, like he would go into the town of Cushney and go to the pub and go and sit down and have a drink with his mates. He, he told, sometimes he was a little bit inconsistent about himself, like he would tell one friend that he was an only child Another another matey said, I oh, know I've got a brother. Like he told kind of conflicting stories about himself. And if he ever had mates out to the house, they'd go drink in the shed and Susan would be in the house. So it sounds like you're saying no one kind of knew anything about her really until she disappeared. Is that what you're saying? Until this moment, this day. Pretty much. 
In 2000, August 2006, the police get a call to go to the Thompson, Arthur Thompson's property where he lives with, with Susan and his mother-in-law, Isabella. So they go there and they find, because a couple of mates of Arthur's were worried about him, a bit worried about his welfare, so they went to go and check on him. And when they walked in, they found this note that was crudely, basically sticky taped above the electricity meter and it said... Ring triple O, we are both dead, mum in bedroom, me in shed. They call the police immediately. The police turn up, property's pretty much in darkness and it's quite isolated to the point where a couple of the detectives go and stand in the paddock and they can't see the neighbouring lights. They can't see other houses or any other sign of life, basically. And I think if you yelled, you probably couldn't be heard. They find... Arthur in his car and he's got a gunshot wound to the head. Isabella is dead and she's in her bed, very neatly tucked in. And so at first they think this is a meta-suicide. Killed the mum and then he's killed, he's, he's, he's killed himself. But an autopsy shows that basically Isabella's died from natural causes and Arthur has then gone and, into the shedding and killed himself. He left no suicide note, nothing else. They start searching a cupboard and they find this letter that's dated November 8, 1999, and it's written by Susan Thompson. So that's six years prior. Yeah, six years prior. The letter basically is Susan writing to her mother. She basically says that life's pretty strained for the two of them at that time. One minute they're at each other's throats, the next minute they're okay. But but life's pretty strained. And she basically tells her mum that she can't call her because it would come up on the telephone bill and Arthur checks the telephone bills, right, number by number by number. So Susan tells her in this letter, uh, I can't call you, you can call me, but if Arthur answers, hang up, or if, if I answer and Arthur's here, basically I'll have to hang up. Write me a letter instead that just tells me about my stepdad's funeral. But when you sign it, don't sign love mum, sign mum. She basically is telling a mother to, to, of how to communicate with her and that things, things aren't great. There's obviously what we would now call coercive control. There's a lot yeah, of... exactly. There's, it's a very abusive relationship and she's under an in, enormous amount of control and he's controlling every aspect of her life. The other interesting document too is, Michelle, that they find a doctor's referral from 1975 that says to a psychiatrist to send Arthur to that, could you please see my patient? He is telling me that he is having uncontrollable fits of rage. So this is back in 1975. One of the most compelling aspects to this is that that letter that Susan wrote to her mum was written about six weeks before the last time that she was confirmed of being seen alive. So at the end of December, she goes to her GP and has, a, has an appointment with the GP and then that's the last confirmed sighting of her. We'll be back after the break with journalist Paula Donovan. 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. He gives like several different versions of how she's disappeared. And because you don't know who she is, then people just kind of accepted it as, you know, he told friends that, he came home and she just gone. She just packed up and left, broke his heart, you know, just, just gone. And they all accepted that. In 2000, the months after her, when she was last seen at that GP's appointment, he went down unannounced to his mother-in-law's place. He went down to Marie's place in Tasmania. Do you think that was all for show to make it look as though he thought she might be hiding there? I, I think it was for show. For me, it was almost like the husband, looking like he was the concerned husband. Yeah, you don't think he really thought she was there. He told Marie, oh, you know, Susan left me while we were shopping at Gympie, which is a couple of hours' drive away from where they were, and said, you know, she was starting to dress better, she was starting to wear makeup. I think she was seeing someone. And we were in the shopping centre and, you know, we were shopping and then I, I left her and then when I came back she was gone. So there's another version of Susan's disappearance. But his visit really rattled Marie to the, to the point where her health started to decline, according to her carer and, and people who knew her, and then secondly prompted her to go and file a missing persons report. Now, she apparently filed it with Tasmanian police, but it didn't go any further than her local station. But interestingly, Arthur still has not filed any kind of missing persons report because he's just telling people in in various versions that she left him. And then in 2005, Arthur writes to, uh, he's got local lawyers and he wants to know how can I sell the property because the property is in both their names. And he says, I want to sell the property, you know, she's disappeared. So the lawyers come back and basically said, look, these are your options. You can file a missing persons report. Uh, You can put the property into a trust, apply to court, or you could apply to the court and have her legally declared dead because no one's seen her. There's been no contact. There's been no nothing. But Arthur does nothing, nothing. There's still no missing persons report. So that doesn't happen until police basically... Late 2006, the police filed a missing persons report. So what 
prompted the police to open a missing persons file. So I guess that letter. Oh, so it was after his suicide and all Yeah, that. so after mm. his suicide, they're, they're looking through this house, trying to understand. Then by October 2006, I think that's when they filed the missing persons report. Uh, they also sent a brief off to the coroner. The coroner said that he couldn't find how she died, couldn't find a cause of death uh, when she died or where she died. But he felt that she was gone and issued a death certificate. So then in 2009 and 2014, because there's no wills on the estate and there's this big property and obviously the contents of it, uh, the public trustee by this stage has taken control of the Thompson's estate. So they, in 2009, 2014, put out newspaper ads asking for anyone to come forward to contact them that may know the whereabouts of Susan and there's no response, there's nothing. So they then applied to the Supreme Court to basically, on the basis that, um, and obviously this is partly fed through the police investigation, that Arthur has unlawfully killed Susan and they and they basically apply to the Supreme Court for a ruling because they've got to do something with this, you know, with this estate. The Supreme Court came back and said, well, there's limited evidence to suggest that Arthur had killed her. There's scant evidence of any domestic violence. And, and this is back in 2014, I guess, and things like coercive control and everything, maybe they weren't part of that space yet. I don't know. And it's quite possible that she went and started a new life for herself. And if Arthur was to be believed, then it would make sense that she'd had no contact with anyone because she'd basically got a new name and gone off to pursue a life and they didn't declare her dead. Uh. So police to this day still keep Susan Thompson as an open missing persons case. For me, the, as, like I said, there's so many red flags there, you know, and then the coroner doesn't, can't, can't say how, when, where she died, but she died. The police believe it's, you know, suspect, I should say, is foul play. And it's just odd that there's just no sign of her in that house. There's no no clothes, no, no nothing. It's just like she didn't exist. If they hadn't found that letter, there is, is the most likely chance that they wouldn't have known about her because it's a, it's a country house that everything adds up to mum's died of natural causes and once she's passed, the son's taken his life. And there's nothing suspicious around that. So for police, unless they'd found that letter, I don't think anything would have happened. Thank you to our guest today, Paula Donovan. And thank you to everyone who's left us positive reviews. It's a great help to us in growing Australian true crime, which helps us keep making the show. If you need support after listening to this podcast, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or contact 1800 RESPECT on 1800 737 732 or 1800respect.org.au. Indigenous Australians can contact 13 Yarn on 13 1396 or 13yarn.org.au. Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Australian True Crime, the nation's leading independent true crime podcast, is hitting the road with our live show. We're coming to Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane this July and tickets will be available starting May 10th at 9.30am sharp. They sold out in two hours last time, so do not dilly-dally. We know the suburbs of Australia are teeming with some of the most intriguing and chilling true crime stories the world has ever heard. Don't miss the chance to dive deeper and get involved with a live Q&A. With over a million and a half downloads monthly, these tickets will sell out. So keep an eye on our social media pages and check the podcast bio for direct links to purchase yours as soon as they're released on Friday, May 10. I can't wait to see you there.